that's what you've signed up for as an entrepreneur. Like you are signing up to constantly be in transition and to constantly be in uncomfortable situations. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, we heard from Marley Jacks, who teaches the power of content on YouTube to create an evergreen lead generation machine. To hear the secrets, check out this power-packed short episode. But before you do that, stick around. I've got the full story of Marley Jacks on this episode. This YouTube marketing superstar makes content creation a breeze. She just spoke at Funnel Hacking Live 2020 and won her two comma award. Woohoo! Stay to the end to hear what she's giving listeners. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am here with the wonderful and beautiful Marley Baird. Marley, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you. This is so fun. I just wanted to take a minute to just introduce this powerhouse of an entrepreneur, and then I'm going to let her just take it away, share her story, and just blow our minds with her genius that she has created and brought to the world. So Marley Baird, first of all, let's just say, if, if you don't know this yet, then like you're behind the times, but Marley Baird is speaking with, uh, with us on this stage at Funnel Hacking Live in 2020 in Nashville. We are so, so, so excited to hear from her and have her share her story on stage. So congratulations for that. She's also the creator of Marley Baird Media, which is a media company that helps um, entrepreneurs create massive impact and automate their, their lead gen through video, as well as um, having massive impact with their desired audience. She does over six figures a month with this business as she's helped powerhouse entrepreneurs like Alex Sharfin, James P. Friel, uh, Stephen Larson, uh, Christy the Code Red, awesome person. I mean, like the names and the list of people that she's helped them create their movements just go on and on. She is just making an impact and she has all kinds of programs all over the place for people wherever they are in their business. And she is just making a dent in the universe. So Marley, thank you so much for being on the show and for putting yourself out there in the world. And I just have to say like as someone that follows her on social media, she's real, she's authentic. She's not afraid to like share what she's thinking and what she's feeling in her journey. And so just thank you so much for, for being in the world and for making an impact and for sharing that with us today. Oh, thank you so much. I, and thank you for recognizing that. Like that's one of my, just I, what I love to do is just be real. And it's funny when people say like, Marley, you're being so honest. I'm like, what else would I be? So I like that. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Well, I would love for people that aren't as familiar with, with your story. How did you, how did you become this, this video marketing and storytelling um, automator juggernaut? Mm -hmm. 
Um, by accident, as I feel like most entrepreneurs start things by accident, I was a dental hygienist, which I knew that I didn't want to, that wasn't like my forever career. I didn't want to be that when I grew up for the rest of my life. Um, and so I was doing, and, but before that I worked in like radio and I worked in event management and I, I did like entertainment and acting and fitness and a whole bunch of different things. And in everything that I was doing, I was always doing social media for the companies that I worked for. So then in the dental office, because I was bored, I started doing their social media just between patients for fun. Um, and their IT guy was like, hey, you're good at this. Can I refer you to another client of mine? And I was like, sure, I guess, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just, just doing it for fun. Um, and then he referred me to all of his clients. And then I all of a sudden had this business. So like between patients, I was like running to the bathroom to hide from my boss and do social media for my phone for all my, my clients. Um, and then it got to the point where I was like, hey, this is like, this is a legitimate business. I could potentially leave this and like leave dental and go all in on this. So to get more clients, I was like, hey, well, I need to get more visible. So I started making videos for myself. Um, and some of them started to do really well. Like, and I, I didn't know, I was just, I was learning by doing and I was figuring it out as I went. Um, and some videos on YouTube started to really take off. And even just like the, I was trying to be fun with the videos and I was, there were some videos where I'd like put on a fake mustache and like act out this scene and um, just being silly and it, it was fun. Um, and it got good attention and then I was getting more clients. And then I thought, I wonder if I can do this for my social media clients to add video into their services. So I reverse engineered what I was doing for myself, for them, um, making up their storylines and, and their calls to action with their entertaining videos. And, and then it went from there, I guess the rest is history. <laughs> That is unbelievable. I love, I love just like that, it, that visual of you running off to the bathroom to service your clients. I've been there. I, I left corporate a couple of years ago for, for my social media agency. And I would like make, make sure my lunch was in a strategic location where like during lunch I could like service all the clients that I was going yeah. on. So I, I just love that. So uh, I just have to ask, like, when was the last time you um, did a cleaning for somebody? Uh, it was like 2000, like early 2017. So you, you just like, once you stopped, you did, you never looked back. I, I kept it for a bit and I would like cover for hygiene. Like if they needed like a temp, like, Oh, can you just cover for me on Friday? So I would like do here and there, but then it got to the point where like every time I would go in to, to do a couple hours in the dental office, I'd be like, Oh, this is so like, it wasn't a great use of my time. Or I would be like, I would be putting off things in the business to do it. And it's almost like it became too expensive to go work somewhere else because of the opportunity cost of what I should have been doing in the business. Yeah. Well, wow. That, that is a gem right there to realize like, as you build skills, how valuable your time is. And I love how you say like, even though you were making money doing it, it became more expensive for you to do dental cleanings for people than it was for you to work on your business. Yeah. Well, and, and like amazing. the dental office, it paid well, but when you think of like, I'm missing out on opportunities or generating leads or revenue in my business. And then I still have to catch up with it later. And then I have to put off like my family time or my self care or whatever. Like you think of what you're missing out on by saying yes to something that might not be in alignment with your future goals. Like I knew that I wasn't going to be a dental hygienist, but I still felt that like obligation to help a friend out or help out the office. But then it, yeah, it just got to the point where I was like, this isn't in my best interest anymore. 
That's amazing. I love that. So do you remember the point where you realized, like, like you, you said that you had a point where you realized that this could be a legitimate business and mm-hmm. I need to really get it out there. Can you share more about that moment? Like what was going on in your mind that led you to be like, okay, I am going to shift industries, professions, like how I spend every minute of my time. Like that was a big moment. Yeah. I, um, my patients, like I, I was, anytime I was in the office, I was like, I'm bored. Like, I don't want to be doing this. I want to be creating content. So like, at least while you're cleaning teeth, like I could be thinking about content ideas. Cause it's not like you can really have in-depth conversations or anything while you're, while your hands are in someone's mouth. Um, and then I, I got to a place where like my clients were, were loving what I was doing. I was getting really great results for them. They kept referring me to people. And at this time, like I didn't even have a business card. I was just like this dental hygienist that does social media on the side and they kept referring me out or they say like, Oh my God, we just got this, this many new clients from this, or people are loving this content or this video. And then when the next step was when I got to the point where the social media business revenue was more than my dental hygiene paychecks. And I was like, whoa, like what would happen if I got more clients? Like can, how many more can I take on? And at what point do I leave the dental office? Cause there's also that like security of a nine to five where like someone else is signing your paychecks. So I've, I felt scared of leaving that to be like, okay, you know, what if I lose a client or what if something happens or, or what if I'm sick and I can't, you know, can't do the work for these clients or something like I don't have that security. But then I realized that like, and this is something that I think so strongly of now that what's security, like when you're in a nine to five, sure, you have someone else signing your paychecks and like every two weeks you get that money as long as you're doing the work, obviously. Um, but like you could get laid off at any time and the unemployment office isn't that secure. And as a, as an entrepreneur, you, you can, you set the ceiling, like, or there is no ceiling for the revenue and the income that you could be making. And you can have multiple income streams. You can build a team around you. Like you have so many more opportunities. So it was a really interesting shift for me to realize that the security I was holding onto my nine to five in holding onto in my nine to five wasn't secure. Yeah. I love that. So like changing the mindset of, of what security is like that, that is such a powerful, powerful concept. Um, so can you, can you speak more into that? Like, how, how did you do that? How did you make that shift of, of what security really was? Because I mean, that is not a traditional way to think or to operate in a business. Oh, and especially when you have like family members or people, I'm sure lots of entrepreneurs can relate to this. So people be like, when are you going to get a real job? And it's like, I have one, like, this is what I'm doing. Like even Russell Brunson was sharing that his mom would be like, okay, after college, like, what are you going to do? Like, when are you going to get a real job? And he's like, mom, I'm like, I'm making way more money than my professors or whatever. Like he was making amazing, like, I think he was making like a million dollars or whatever in college. Like, mom, this is a real job. Um, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so for me, <laughs> the, the shift was, and it was, you know, I always feel like when you don't make the decision, the decision will be made for you. So I kept thinking like, okay, I'll get one more client and then I'll, and then I'll start to reduce my hours. So like I would reduce my hours. So I used to work four days a week in the office and then I'd be like, okay, I'll work three days a week and now I'll work two days a week and now I'll work two days and like every other Friday or whatever. So I kept reducing my hours, but I had a hard time like actually letting go 
Um, and then the decision was made for me or I'd, I'd also, yeah, I'd be like, I'll get one more client and then I'll leave. And then I'd get that new client and be like, ah, I want a little bit more cushion. So like it would, I'd always just keep like adding another excuse in before I do that. And then, um, my, my husband had a dirt biking accident. This was like two months before we were married. Um, we were like, our wedding was, it was like June and our wedding was in August and wow. he had a terrible dirt biking accident where he like had both arms in casts. He fractured his tailbone. He like had terrible road rash and he couldn't go to work. So he lost his income because of his accident. So look at the security there. Um, so then, and because he couldn't like, he had both arms and casts and even like at the bend, like the, where, where the cast bent, he couldn't even like reach his mouth. So like couldn't even like feed himself or do very much. So I offered because it's like, because I had this side income with the social media business, I told the dental office, like, I can't come back to work for a bit. I have to take care of my fiance who is broken and, uh, and, and figure this out because he just lost his income. And now I know that I have to say, no to this dental hygiene income, but I have to, like, I have to take care of him. And then, um, and again, we were two months away from our wedding and he lost his income and I left the dental office. So I was like, I have to go all in on this and make the money to pay for our wedding, pay for our honeymoon and like our bills, you know, so that we can still keep a roof over our head and food in our mouths. And it was like pedal to the metal, feet to the fire. I did it you, just cause I had to. And I don't think there's any better motivation than when you're like, I have no choice. Wow. That is amazing how everything came together for you to be able to step out of that. And like Steve Larson talks about that all the time about how when you are in dire circumstances, it like creates this special set of, of mindset and hustle and urgency that like pushes you to be more creative, more resourceful to really make it happen. That is, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, um, what, what, what have been like, so, so when you jumped off into, um, creating this, this media company, um, what, like, what was your goal to create what it is today? Or like, was that an evolutionary process? Like where, how have you, like, what have been benchmarks that have like helped you continue to grow? And like, have you always seen that vision or like, has it evolved? Like, I would love to hear about. Um, I think that's your... so, I, I always think it's so interesting to think like, imagine if I could just whisper in my ear three years ago to be like, this is what your life is going to look like. I don't even know if you, like, I, it would be so, I would love to know what does my life look like three years from now? Like, where am I? What am I doing? Like, I wish I could just get glimpses to be like, keep on it. Like, just stay on the path. I had no, I have no idea. Um, and so at the time it was just like, okay, let's just make enough money that, that I can work from home. And, and I thought at the time, um, again, be, like coming from just being a dental hygienist and working nine to five, I thought, cool, it would be awesome if I could have a job where I work from home. And then that way, when I have kids, I don't have kids yet, um, would be like, okay, I can, like, I can work from home and I can be like an awesome present mom and make really good money while also, you know, having this lifestyle where I have more flexibility and freedom. So it's like, that was my first goal. And then it totally evolved in ways that I didn't like, I didn't plan for, but at the same time, like I was, I was super welcomed. Like I, I, I've always wanted kind of like a career like this and the ability to reach like more people than just one mouth at a time in the dental office. Like it's, I want to, I want to be able to speak to audiences. And I always thought of like, 
when I was a kid, like I, I wanted to be an actress, like I wanted to be in the movies and on stages. And now, I mean, I'm not an actress, but I get to be on stages and impact people with stories and make videos that, that, that give people that emotional shift and, and take them through a journey. Like I, it's like, I still got to create that, but in a different way. Um, and that's still my goal. So I wonder how that will evolve and expand over time. And it's like, I didn't have to go to Hollywood to do that. I can do that from the online world with digital marketing and click funnels and, um, yeah, I had no idea what it was going to turn into, that it would be this, like, but now I'm, I'm hooked and, and I won't stop. <laughs> now I'm hooked and I won't stop. I love that so much. And I love too, how you're recognizing how like your interests and, and like dreams that you even had as like a child are like manifesting themselves in, in various ways in your journey right now. Yeah. So cool. So what have been some of the the big roadblocks or hurdles that have come in your path as you've been creating this this huge movement for yourself and and the people that you serve earlier this year i and i mean like you're i think the biggest roadblocks are always like your limiting beliefs or the things that you just hold on to thinking that that's your security net or this is the, as much as i can do or as far as i can go and i recognize where i had a belief that like i needed someone to hold my hand so whether that was like mentors that I paid or um, partners that I like had partnered with, um, business partners or um, employees that I, that I hired thinking like they were my key, like that was who I needed to be able to move forward. And like, and it put me in a position where I, I overpaid because I just felt like this is what I need for, to give myself permission. That's really expensive permission. Um, and so earlier this year, I found myself in a place where my expenses completely outweighed my revenue and I was going in the hole for for several months and had to make a very tough decision to be like I have to cut everything and I have to like really fix my mindset here because even when I was doing it I was like I need them I need them and the moment that I like let the, the employees go that really like it says a lot when you let employees go and your workload doesn't increase too much <laughs> it was that I I had really worked with or chosen to bring people on the team that I looked at for, like I said, comfort, security blanket, feeling like they were the ones that were going to help me. But it was all, it was all in me this whole time. Like as a, as a leader, like my job is to be the visionary of the company and to lead my team, but not to, ha I don't know, I guess I'm trying to say like, not depend on them to lead me. Like I had to really step into my own power there. Cause I, I was doing it the whole time, but I still felt like I just needed this crutch um, so that was a big thing. And also like a huge mindset shift for me to realize, like, you got this, you can, you can do this. Um, wow. yeah, that was the big one. Like I had to cut everything to get out of debt. So, so can you speak more into that? Like, I love that phrase of like, I needed permission from these people. And so like, you built up this like scaffolding of employees essentially around you to support you. Like, like what, what do you think it was in your life that like, that created that condition where you felt like you needed permission? And then how did you break out of it? I think, like, I just, I always felt like, I don't know, like growing up, I always felt like, okay, well, I have, you have like your parents to hold you up or you have like these teachers that, that support you and are telling you like, you're doing a good job. And then you get into the real world. And because I had never planned to be a business owner before, I'm like, how do I do this? And, um, 
And like, you're, you're always navigating through stuff. Like that's what you signed up for as an entrepreneur. Like you are signing up to constantly be in transition and to constantly be in uncomfortable situations. And so I always, I guess like, instead of just facing it head on, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to have someone else hold my hand. It's like when you go through like a a haunted house and like if you have someone holding your hand like you feel safer because you're navigating you're walking through the dark together and even if you like something jumps out at you and you scream like you have someone else to scream with I don't know and I've also I've always thought that way too about whenever I invest in like masterminds or courses or mentors I I would always feel like it gives me permission to to create the same or to charge the same because I've invested the same in myself but the mistake in that was realizing that like I I didn't need to go much further than myself. Like the personal development has to start with me, not with me trying to find it in other people. Wow. I love that. That is, that is so powerful. And I think that uh, it's a challenge that so many entrepreneurs face. So I really, really appreciate you speaking into that. So I would love to to transition just a little bit and talk a little bit about what you do in, in VIP code um, with your clients uh, because the, I, I love the concept that you are helping people generate leads all the time, essentially, like while you sleep, while you're awake, whatever you're doing, um, and that the, but your ultimate purpose is to create this massive impact. So I would love for you just like to speak into like, how did, how did this idea come about for you? What are the types of things that you do for your clients? Because um, I think, I think it's amazing. Yeah. Well, we, so VIP code stands for video impact profit. So when I first started making videos, it was like just making videos to get myself out there and get more visible. And, and it would also take me like an entire day to film one video, which is exhausting and like not efficient. Like you got to think of the opportunity cost there that you're giving up a whole Sunday or whatever, which is supposed to be family day to, to film uh, one video. And what if it doesn't do well, then you just like waste it that entire day. So I started to look into like, hey, well, how do I make my videos better? How do I be more efficient with my time? And then that also involved into like, what are the stories that I tell? And how do I hook people in with my stories? So like the same like hook story offer, which I didn't know the concept at the time. But like, how do you how do you repeat your message in a way that isn't repetitive, that people are like annoyed at listening to it? They're just like, oh, this is another way that's reinforcing that message. And I think repetitive content is really important. Like you think of how many times did you have to hear Russell Brunson say, you're just one funnel away before you actually got it. Like, and he, he tells the different stories and you hear different case studies and you hear different just parables, examples that, that make you realize like, oh, this is like, this is now the gospel. <laughs> like I get it. Um, Um, so then, yeah, it was just like, how do I, how do I create impact driven profit focused content that isn't just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that isn't just like content that falls flat. That's fluff. Like how many, and I sometimes like make jokes about this, but there's so many people that they jump on their, um, their Facebook lives and they're like, Hey guys, just popping in real quick. And I'm like, why, why are you just popping in real quick? Like you have an important impactful message to share. Like, let's get to it. Um, it's like people are almost apologizing for interrupting your newsfeed with their message that they want to share. Um, so there's like different, different things that I teach about how to like create impactful content, how to dive into your message. But more than that is like reverse engineering. What are you trying to sell? Like what's your impact that you want to make on the world that's also going to bring you financial gain? So in our um 
like I have a, a 21 day challenge where it's, it's all about video, but the first week before we even, well, first at least four days before we even get into like turning on a camera is like, we need to reverse engineer. Why are you doing this? Like, what's the impact you want to make with like your message and how you want to change the world and shift people's beliefs towards the solutions that you have that are going to make you this authority figure that people see as like, this is the one to, to listen to and respect and admire and follow because they're showing me how to, how to achieve success. And then what's the, pro like, how do you want to make that profit? Like, what are you going to sell? There's too many people that they just make videos and they think like, oh, someone will reach out to me and they'll like want to pay me money, but they won't if you don't show them how, like, what's the journey you need to take your customer through to, 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 how are they going to pay you? <laughs> um, so what we do with clients is like, we have different ways of like, we have a, a course, we have a coaching program, and then we have a done for you service where in all of them, like we're helping them develop their message, their offer, and then create six months of content in three days. And then how to distribute that content, how to, um, how to use different platforms like YouTube that people can be finding this content through the search engines for years, because unlike Facebook, it doesn't just disappear in the algorithm in a couple days. It's something that people are searching for and can find years later. Like I have videos from 2016 that people are still finding, like there's thousands of new people watching them every single week. And then they're opting in for the lead magnet. And then from there, they're going through my nurturing sequence, they're being retargeted. And it's like this autopilot system. It's this like cycle, this engine of content that keeps churning out new leads and warming them up through, through your value ladder and your visibility ladder. That is unbelievable. I love that so much. And I love how like you're, you're leveraging the strength of the different platforms to be able to accomplish a certain, a, a certain goal. That's yeah. amazing. So, um, YouTube is like a super hot topic right now, especially for like, I like, like vlogging, I feel like has like exploded. And like my, my mom is like super into like these people that are into like the van life or the RV life that like document oh, yeah. their journeys as like they go across. Like, so I would love because video is such a hot topic in YouTube, especially like, can you give us like any like starting tips or like for people that are wanting to get their videos on YouTube? Like what are just like a few things that people have to think about and consider as they do video and they, and they post it on YouTube. So one, and like, here's, this was my exact journey was like, just post a video and hopefully it goes somewhere. But it some, most of the time, if you don't have a strategy, like having no strategy is a strategy itself and it doesn't get you anywhere uh, or at least where you want to go. So I would often like just post a video and just launch, it would like launch to crickets. So it's just me and the crickets enjoying my impactful message. <laughs> so, <laughs> the crickets. Just the crickets. They're, I've, I've named them. We have a good relationship. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> so we, um, the, one of the first things that I teach is like how to, like, you need to understand that YouTube is not a social media platform. It's a search engine. So think of how are you searching for content? Like when you have a problem that you need to solve, where do you go? Like, okay, to our moms sometimes, but we also go to Google and Google owns YouTube. So when you type into Google, how to blah, blah, blah. And the how-to is common. It doesn't have to be how-to, but like often videos come up and then that's how people are finding your content completely organically. So we start with like, how do you actually name your content based on what people are searching for? So like one of my first videos was, did you know Instagram does this? And it's like, uh, my intention was for it to be like intriguing and like, Ooh, tell me more. What does Instagram do? But people aren't searching for that. People aren't typing in, did you know Instagram does this? There's typing in things like, 
how to do Instagram stories or um, making money on Instagram, things like that. So I had to look at how am I titling my stuff? What are, what are keywords that are actually being searched for? Um, and there's a bunch of tools that you can use to see like what's the competition too, because you got to make sure that you're not, um, you're not fishing in like this massive red ocean for a keyword that you want to rank for. So also it looks, you also have to see like when you're at different stages of your, I don't know, authority, you have to look at like how, what keywords am I going to go for? Um, and then the ways that you share the stories of like hooking them in and having that repetitive content and opening loops and, um, and bringing people in through, through sharing stories. Like you think of how as kids, like we couldn't go to bed without a bedtime story or even like caveman days, you still see like the, the sketches on the cave, the walls and stuff. Like they've always, we've been telling stories forever and they're like, that's one of the most important ways to captivate an audience and bring them through your system. That is so powerful. I, I, I love how like right in the very beginning of that, you said even not having a strategy is a strategy itself. And so it's so important to be, to be smart about that thing and to, and to tap into the experts that, that know what's going on so that you can, you can get your results even more quickly. Mm-hmm. So as you know, something that I'm really just obsessed with all the time is helping people really understand their, their dream customer, their ideal client avatar in order to really get out their message and make sure that their cost per acquisition of clients is low and and all of that. I would love for you to speak into like, how do you work with, uh, uh, like, how do you um, help your clients um, see the importance of their, of understanding their ideal customer in this whole process of uh, getting yourself out there and creating this mass movement? Yeah, we, like I have, the first thing that came to mind when you were saying that is like, I have a a client right now that's trying to sell this like membership site and she's saying like well people don't really have money for this and I was like are you kidding me like I know so many entrepreneurs that would pay thousands of dollars for what you offer but you're trying to sell to broke people so like who like if you want to make money and obviously I know that you want to be able to help the people who need it the most and sometimes those are people that can't afford what you have to offer, but that's where you ascend them. You learn, like you give them the free content to give them their results. And then that qualifies them for the next levels. Um, and I, yeah, like every, that seems to be, especially in my coaching programs, it's like discovering your customer avatar is like sometimes one of the most painful things, but you honestly, you can't get for, you can't go anywhere without it. Like, who are you speaking to? What are you sharing with them? Um, and how are you actually making the impact? Like I really, the, the transformation is in the transaction. Like you can give them free content, but when people pay, they pay more attention. And when they can purchase something, even if it's like a $20 thing, like there, that's a, a, something that they've invested in. So they want to get that result that, that you've promised them and that they've exchanged resources for. So, and then that's where I feel like even as you build and you have these like high ticket programs, that's where people are going to get the most results because they've invested in themselves. Kind of like how I said, I invested in mentors and it gave me permission to get those results too, because I invested in myself that I was like, I'm going to get a return from this. Um, so it, that's again with like reverse engineering the impact and the profit you want to make. And it has to start with who am I, who am I serving with this impact and profit? Oh, that is just, that is powerful. Thank you so much for speaking into that. So if people want to uh, get into your world, get into video, uh, follow your journey, uh, how can people get in touch with you, Marley? 
Um, my YouTube channel, my Facebook page, Instagram is really fun for me. I feel like Instagram are my, is my playground. Like I have, I try to be a stand-up comedian on, uh, on my Instagram stories. I'm not sure how well that, that go, comes across. So I'll let you guys be the judge. Um, but Instagram is always like I, the best place, I guess. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to put the links to those in the notes for those, for the episode. So listeners can, can get in touch with you there. Uh, also just know Marley has been so generous and she is offering um, this, this freebie for you guys. That's how to create 60 days of content in, in eight hours, which I just think is amazing. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, and that's like kind of how I mentioned before, I used to spend a full day to film just one video. And I was like, I can't do this. Like I, and then, then by the time Sunday would roll around again, I'd be like, oh, I have to spend all day filming a video. Like, in, what kind of energy comes across when you're like dreading what you're doing, even though creating that content is so important. So I figured out like how you can batch your content. And it's not just like turn on the camera and just talk for like hours. It's the strategy for like, what are the videos that are going to do well, scripting those videos in a format, filming those back to back, then editing them or finding the support. That's another thing is like outsourcing is amazing. Like for you to hire a video editor and give you that time back again, like what, what's more expensive, you doing it or paying someone else to do it and freeing up your time to generate other revenue in other areas or spending time with your family. That's you. That's why we're here. That's why you created this business. So you can have that freedom to do that. So I created this masterclass and it's an absolutely, it's a free thing. It's not one of those like webinars where it's like a little bit of information and a pitch. It's like, you can walk away from this with the actual strategies and implement them today. It's 45 minutes. Sometimes people have been like, it's an eight hour masterclass. No, no, no. It's how to do it in eight hours, but it's a 45 minute masterclass. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your generosity and giving yeah. that to listeners. Um, and then also earlier in the episode, Marley mentioned how she's has a 21 day challenge uh, to help you just get a grip of, of how to use video. Uh, I'd love for you to speak into that because I, I was looking at that just right before our interview today and I was like, wow, this is like a lot of value um, and it's very affordable, so. Yeah, so the Infinite Impact Challenge, Infinite Video Impact, it's 21 days and over the 21 days, like we build your whole video strategy, help you set up your YouTube channel, like give you day to day tactics. Um, I'm in the Facebook group every day with new gold nuggets of wisdom, or at least I like to think so, <laughs> and uh, do some Q and A's. And we, uh, we had our, our challenge, this last challenge just end. And it's like so exciting to see. We're going to add more testimonials to the page that you guys can see when you go there. But um, it was just the, the results were amazing from people getting it, just going through the challenge for 21 days. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So go ahead and check out it. That's the infinite impact challenge.com. That'll also be in the notes as well. Um, so Marley, I always love to end with this question. And, and the question is this, like we've talked about how you, you just in a very short time, when you really think about it, go from being a dental hygienist to this like huge agency and content business and movement to help people share their stories online. Um, what have been some what if, and, and that like it's you're getting opportunities to speak on stage and practice your stand up and, and you're speaking of funnel hacking live in 2020. But what have been what have been some of the behind the scenes transformations that have occurred for you as you've been on this journey? Mm, I love that question because it's so deep. Um, I love how like earlier you brought up how like I'm authentic and I share like what's going on in my life and being real and 
I just, that's, uh, like I said, that's the only way I know how to be. And that's, I love that. Like, I really think that you connect with people so much deeper and even, even the times that are scary. Like when I shared the story about how I almost went bankrupt earlier this year because I invested too much and I was paying employees too much and all this, like I shared that being, and I, I shared it on Alex Sharpen's podcast for the first time. And he says that he still gets so many new clients from me sharing that story. And that a lot of people like have listened to that and been like, I'm there right now, help me get out of it. Or, or I, I think I could be going through that. How do I avoid it? Um, so that's something that was so powerful to me to be like, oh, my scars are able to prevent other people from encountering these wounds too. And then the other part of my goal in always being vulnerable with, with who I am and what I'm doing is to, to create that story inventory as it's happening to be like, here's what happened today. And right now this might be an open wound, so I can't share it yet, but when it heals in a couple months, like I can share this and, and this will be a lesson for somebody else, or this will be a, a story that someone can resonate, whether they've gone through it or whether they see that happening to them or, or it's something that they can just resonate with. Like I, you know, journaling is such like an important exercise for even just like connecting with yourself, but it's also become a source of, I mean, healing and content and, and being able to help other people through a transformation. Um, I think that I heard this from Alex Sharpen too, that like entrepreneurship is like the most spiritual experience and my business is only going to grow to the level that I do and realizing that and being able to like sit through the really uncomfortable times and uh and be able to turn that into a, like your mess becomes your message i've heard that phrase before too um is so impactful and that's probably why i will keep growing oh i love that so 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 much marley and and i also love how like you you're giving you're giving you're giving yourself permission to like be in the experience and let it heal a little bit before before you even share it if necessary uh, yeah. but knowing that like to, that you don't have to like hide those hard things under the rug, but that they can help somebody and that, uh, you know, and that's what we're really here. And that's what, what it's really about is helping other people on their journey. So, um, I really, really appreciate you speaking into that and sharing that. Thank you. Well, Marley, it has been, it has just been a joy. I can't believe how fast the time has gone by. Uh, I just wanted to thank you so much for dropping so many nuggets. I seriously like throughout our time today, I'm like, oh, I could make a meme of that. I could make a meme <laughs> of that. Uh, you have just been amazing and, and authentic as you always are. So just thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing about you and about your business and about the impact you're trying to make. Thank you. Well, you're an amazing interviewer. Like these, these conversations can only be as good as the people who are having them. So I, I love having a conversation like this. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Marketing Matrix podcast. On the next episode, we will hear from Alex S. Elliott. This heart-filled powerhouse entrepreneur has exploded into the internet scene over the last year, making Facebook groups the way to grow a following and create a powerful lead generation machine. Check out the next episode to get her tips on success in the online business world. But while I've got you, I wanted to remind you to join our Midas Touch social advertising private Facebook group. In this group, we discuss marketing tactics and exactly what you need to know to run killer Facebook ads and talk to your dream customers. See you next time on The Marketing Matrix.